Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Been lit, it's Wednesday night, Denise and Reg. Go sign a mic, come and get your Easter eggs. It's a dub. Middle of the week, it's AE dub. Dynamic wrestling and end your night with us. It's a must. It's dynamite, it might combust. Speak now, we're gonna give you all the recap. Live on YouTube is where you see that. The Cali connection with the the California Connection is here and live in the building. It is our first AEW Dynamite Post Show of 2024. Hell yeah. And we are here to talk about the Dynamite that featured the Fallout to AEW Worlds. And, and we got a pretty damn good show and a noteworthy one at that. But I am not alone. Of course, one half of the California Connection, Righteous Reg. What up, man? It's your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Very excited to be here, Denise. Action-packed dynamite. Finally, that good stuff. And it's really funny, I think, coming off the pay-per-view, Denise, because there were some mixed feelings, some mixed reviews coming off of that show. And I think this was AEW again being like, you guys, we know what we're doing. If we got to execute, this is the kind of execution we'll do. And I feel like this was that kind of show today. Yeah, you know what? That's definitely true because I think that the way that I felt about today's show, I'm coming out here and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so stoked. I can't wait to talk about this. Can't wait to talk about that. And that wasn't necessarily the case that went down with AEW World's End. But we're moving on. We're on to another year now. And like I said, it was the fallout to the show. And it was definitely, I think, a strong way to kick off 2024. We got some big news. Not only did we have what was an exciting ending to the show with the resurgence of Hangman Adam Page and mm-hmm. Swerve Strickland. That was the hottest feud of 2023. And they closed out the show with a big giant brawl. But we also had Diana Perrazzo become all elite following the in-ring debut of Mariah May. But wait, there's more. We also have, I guess you can say, an explanation in regards to Adam Cole and why he decided to betray his best friend MJF. So we did get a quite a lot here on this show. So I'm going to go ahead and kick things off. I want to start things off by thanking Sheldon Jackson for sending in five DWO memberships. Thank you so much to Sheldon. He also sends in a super chat saying, happy Wrestle Kingdom Eve, everybody. This show might be one of the best wrestling shows of the year. Or do you stay up and watch Reg or do you watch afterwards? What, what's your plan? Uh, today, my plan is to try to not be an old man and stay awake. Watch Brian Danson and Okada at whatever time it is. It's not that bad for us, Denise. It's not the worst. I think it starts at like 1 a.m. or something here. So it wouldn't be the latest. But yeah, I'm going to try tonight. I've tried multiple times. I think the last time I did it was Okada and Kenny. And it's been a couple years. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try. How about you? Are you going to uh, stay up to watch it? Reg. <laughs> Reg. <laughs> 
You know I love me my beauty sleep. But also today on Twitter, I know we're not supposed to believe everything we see on the internet, but today some account posted that apparently the later you go to sleep, the more likely you are to die young. And I was like, uh-uh, what? that ain't gonna be me, bro. I'm gonna get me my sleep. Why yeah. is this bad juju in the air? Where did this come from? I don't know. Someone posted it on Twitter and it popped up in my For You page. Mm-mm, I don't like that. Exactly. And then I should have probably clicked and read more, but that was yes, about it. My question was like, how late are we talking? Are we talking like midnight, one o'clock? That's around. I go to sleep around 11 and 12, sometimes 1230 because mm-hmm. I stay up watching TV. But uh, how late are we talking? You know? Uh, but anyways, whatever it is i need to go to bed see you later <laughs> for me i always watch afterwards i always watch afterwards right. and i watch like the matches that i absolutely like have heard like positive reviews so i wait for people like you reg mm-hmm. to do the hard work watch the entire show watch <laughs> watch it at night and then let me know what i should watch afterwards fair very fair <laughs> Anthony Cruz says, let's get a triple threat, Hangman, Swerve, and Samoa Joe. I would not hate that. Thank you so much to Anthony Cruz. Delayed Grad says that Nana Garcia dance-off pop of the night. Hey, Reg, do you do the Daniel Garcia dance, or are you more of the Prince Nana type of dance? I think I'm more of a Prince Nana type of dance. It's just swerving when I drive that song. It's just the connection to it. You know, I just kind of have to, I think, you know? Is it because you don't want to put in the work with the hips when Daniel Garcia? Because he's got to put in the like he's got to do like whole body. Oh, Denise, body I don't want to give up all the secrets right off the bat. And that's giving up a lot. Like no one, you know, showing up what moves you got right there, right to the surface, to the whole world. I don't know if I'm into that. You know, the the Nana one's a little bit safer. It got a little bit of grooving in there, but not as much as the Daniel Garcia one. <laughs> The Daniel Garcia one just exposes you way too much. I'm saying like you're out in the open, your torso's exposed, you're moving your hips like Shakira's not going to be impressed by this. <laughs> Shelton Jackson says, I called Cole's new faction the Undisputed Kingdom from like September, October. I feel like a genius now. Well, Sheldon Jackson, uh, you deserve your flowers for that. And to anybody else who might have guessed that that was the direction they were going in, uh, thumbs up on that because we do have, uh, I guess you can say the official birth of the United Kingdom, which we're going to get to in a second. Yeah. Crazy 101 says, Happy New Year, guys. Another year to hope sort of goes against Keith. But it was a great show that had it all. Promos, debut, a botch, returns. Let's effing go. You know, we we get botches here and there. But my favorite pro wrestling chant of all time is you fucked up. (laughs) I I don't hate it when we get the you effed up chants. I have some thoughts and uh, experiences on that chant and specifically in this match. So when we get to it, we'll get into it. Wade Willis sends in a super chat. Didn't write a message, but thank you so much to Wade for sending this in. Alexander Fitzgerald says, Dynamite restored the feeling. What a great show to start the year. Deanna is all elite. Private party returned. The crowd was great. Oh, and Darby stopped bumping so crazy. Um, Okay, the key word that I think he said here, Alexander Fitzgerald, was that Dynamite restored the feeling. WWE has had a pretty hot last couple of months. They kicked off this week really great. I think that AEW definitely needed to uh, have a very strong episode of Dynamite, not just because of the competition, but just in general, right? Like you want to feel like there's buzz going into the new year. Yeah, Denise, if The Rock shows up on your show, uh, your competition show, you got to do something. Like, what do we got? What do we got? The Rock was there. Like, what do you guys got for this? And I think this is exactly what's needed to be done, Denise, because look at this dynamite. 
it's all young people. It's the, the, the next generation, the up and comers are main eventing in the hot angles. I think it's showing like what we have compared to like, I mean, you can't compare to the rock. So what do you do to, to, to compete with that? Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think you like it's very hard to compete against yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, only yeah. the most recognizable man on all of or like most recognizable person, period, yeah. ever, according to Google. Roberto right. Arsenal says Adam Cole listing all of the Undisputed goals. Undisputed Kingdom goals was good. Wrestle Kingdom is the reason I got back into wrestling six or seven years ago. That's great to hear. Roberto Wyatt Cox says after the main, do we get a Denise Reg dance off? What's your go-to move, Reg? I don't have one. I'm old. I'm an old person. What do you mean? Where, where am I going to be dancing at, Denise? I don't know. In your room, in the shower, in the living room. Don't you ever just like, you know, what? just rock it. I don't know. What this is my dance is. move. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. That's not a dance move. That's my dance move. Yeah, I just go. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing, man. Either that or I do the, the Britney Spears thing. When do you do these dances? Oh, around the house. <laughs> you know, you got to keep it limber. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're a Swifty, so you be dancing to Taylor Swift, huh? You just put yes. your, your music on. Have I your do everything talk. but twerk. I don't oh, twerk. Yeah. That's and I really don't do Denise the Miley move. Cyrus, like, stanky leg thing. Yeah, that's not really a Denise move. It's no. kind of weird, actually, thinking about you doing that. I'm like, that's weird, Denise. Don't even, don't even talk about that, Denise. <laughs> Damn, too much of a grandma. Wait, yeah. Willis. <laughs> Wade Willis says, I'm actually uh, enjoying ha Harley Cameron a lot. So uh, really quickly, we did get a backstage segment with the outcasts, and it seems that Harley Cameron has aligned herself with them. Any thoughts on that? I don't know how to feel about this, honestly, Denise. When the, the skit happened today, I was like, I don't know what they're going for. I thought they were going to break up the outcasts after this. I thought we were doing the Angelo and uh, Ruby Soho thing. So I'm still kind of confused as where they're going with this. Grapple Geekery says this episode was amazing. Love seeing that the Virtuosa is all elite. Love the Undisputed Kingdom. Love seeing Private Party back. A great show. Dude, I'm really happy that it feels like the, the tides have turned for sure. Um, We got Eloquent who says we need that Queen Aminata all elite graphic. She had uh, also she did her part today. She really did. John yeah. Deller says Reg wanted to be disciplined by Shayna. Are you into that, Reg? I mean, when she was talking about bending over knees and spanking and all that, I was like, yo, I mean, listen, this doesn't sound like a punishment. This sounds like a good time to me. I thought, is, what is this? I don't know. I don't really understand where we're going when she's talking. I'm like, yo, like, is this, wait, Christian daddy work? I was very occupied and confused while I was going on, Denise. That's all I want to say. Juan Ortega says, got to stay up for TJPW, stardom, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Juan Ortega's out here watching everything. Will Chisholm says, love the show, but Wardlow is killing. Is Wardlow's hair is killing. Fix Ward that hair. shit. Ward hair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ward hair. I like his hair. What's wrong with the little shagginess? You, you're into this whole Wardlow thing? We got to get into this Wardlow thing, Denise, because I have thoughts oh we're gonna get into that all right so let's get to it i won't keep the people waiting any longer so the undisputed kingdom as we all know at world's end adam cole was revealed as the devil and we sat here and a lot of people sent in their questions going why is wardlow there why 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 is Samoa Joe why did they work together to help out Samoa Joe win the title when both Wardlow wanted the title Adam Cole wanted the title what is happening here 
Well, they all come out, and here's the gist. One, they got a brand new theme song. It's yes. pretty great. I'm yep, pretty sure like Mikey that. Ruckus did it. So I'm just going to shout out Mikey Ruckus because he does great stuff. Uh, two, Adam Cole basically said that MJF was awful and he wanted to put a stop to it. So he did. Three, he basically says MJF is dead. He's no longer showing up here. We're not going to see him anymore. And this was all about not just he said that first it was about going for the AEW World Championship, but that it ended up being about a man that he wanted to tear apart completely. And then when it came to Wardlow, who was looking all sleepy-eyed in the background, basically they have made some sort of agreement so that Wardlow wins the AEW World Championship from the guy that they helped win the AEW World Championship, Samoa Joe. And then after that, he is going to give the title to Adam Cole. What did you think of this? I explained that right, didn't I? You got it. You got it right on the money, Denise. <laughs> um, last Saturday at World's End, Christian... Lost his championship. Uh, Daddy, a dinosaur, came in, handed him his contract. He got it and took the championship. Adam Cole said, I'm going to do the same thing that Christian did. Okay, this could hit potentially, but I just saw someone do it, so it doesn't hit that hard for me. Denise, okay, so eventually they say all that, and then Jay White comes down, and he's like, you guys disrespected me uh revenge i'm gonna beat you guys up him and the guns come down they fight 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 uh whatever and then acclaim comes down they also fight 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 at the end of the segment denise i was like the undisputed kingdom are losers let me explain to you why they powdered out so fast i was like okay you guys spent all this three months building this mystery like you guys are these badass you're destroying fools beating guys up, doing all this, this mystery. And then in one segment, you guys are powdering out and running like some little girls. I thought you guys were about the heat. I thought you guys were about the smoke. As soon as the smoke comes, you're out of here talking about holding your championships and scurrying away like some little chumps. Wardlow standing in the back. He's talking about, I'm going to take your, you're going to win the championship. But then when I'm back, you're going to give it to me. But you were just talking about, you didn't want to be pushed around. The reason that you hate MJF because he pushed you around so much and made you give up all the opportunities, but you're back being a little bitch like you just said you weren't. What is this? I don't, like, I'm not threatened by this group at all after what I saw today. If I'm anybody, you saw Jay White, he came immediately out and was like, y'all are a bunch of bitches. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Challenge right now. And what did they do? They ran. Your leader can't even stand up. What kind of a threat is of a team is this when that fool's sitting down? Oh, oh, here comes somebody. Let's help our, our leader up. Help him up. Help him get out of the ring. You guys are not a threat. You're a bunch of losers. And Wardlow's supposed to be the baddest one here, and you guys are treating him like a little lap dog. Peace out. I thought all of it was destroyed in one night. It's crazy. Oh, my God. How do I follow that up? Reg? Look, here's the thing. When you started off saying that you didn't, that you thought they came across as losers, at first I was like, okay, you know, I get some portions of it. But when you kind of ran it down like that, if I were to make a counter argument, it would be very difficult. 
because you're right on a lot of what you just said right now. Point blank. Um, I'm more so confused and maybe somebody else can explain it to me, but I'm confused as to why they helped Samoa Joe win, but then they couldn't come up with some, like, it seems like there was more in it for Samoa Joe than there was for them. What was in it for them helping out Samoa Joe? Am I missing something? Like, why didn't they say, okay, we're going to help you out Samoa Joe, but here's the, but you then have to make your first challenger be against Wardlow. If that's the plan, if the plan is to have Wardlow win the championship so that Adam Cole can just take it, then that would mean that there should have been some deal in place. And remember, Reg, I had said, when you were asking me, why did Adam Cole and Samoa Joe work together? I said, my prediction was, I'm assuming that Samoa Joe is going to owe Adam Cole a championship match. And I'm sorry, but now to me, that still makes more sense than this. And he could have even done something where he's like, okay, clearly I can't compete right now. So I can cash it in. I don't know, cash it in and have Wardlow, have Wardlow basically, uh, you know, fight on my behalf. And then once I'm better, he's going to give me the championship. But here's the thing. So there's two things. One, you're right. This is very, very reminiscent of what we just saw with Christian Cage and Luchasaurus and excuse me, kill switch. And yeah. we got this entire like month storyline that we've been talking about in regards to this. Now, here's the thing. Here's the bright side. And I don't even know if it's a bright side, but here's the bright side in all of this. Wardlow was looking all sad, looking all down in the dumps, really just not looking like he's having the best day. I'm assuming that Wardlow has had a plan up his sleeve this entire time. I think he has planned to align himself with Adam Cole in these guys and is acting like he is going to do what Adam Cole said, when in reality, he's going to use these guys to help him get the title. You didn't even believe that yourself, Denise. <laughs> At the end there, you were like, uh, Well, no, no, because, no, here's, I really do think that's Wardlow's portion in all of this. But that's the thing, though. I don't think Wardlow is going to become AEW world champion. Right. So then what's the point? What is the point? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Adam Cole made it like, okay, Wardlow's going to climb the ladder and fight all the, like, no, shouldn't he go immediately to Samoa Joe? Like, shouldn't that be the end game here? But no, Adam Cole's like, he's going to work and fight and eventually be the AW champion. Then when he is, I'm going to beat him. And I was just like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Samoa Joe is just on an island with his championship, with his feet kicked up for what you guys did. How much sense does that make? Who wins in this battle? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I really know either, but we're we're going to figure this all out. I will say this. I did like Jay White coming out there and being like, it was you guys. Yeah. And um, seeing this little Bullet Club, uh, Bullet Club acclaimed moment that we got, like they didn't necessarily make amends by any means, but they also didn't fight each other either. I was very happy to see the acclaimed back, but it, it really just seems like, again, just like Jay White said, they were just collateral. But here's, you know what? Here's a real bright side, Reg. You know what? I do have a bright side in all of this. I'm excited to see what Jay White is going to look like in terms of storylines and whatnot now that him and MJF are done. Mm-hmm. I don't, Coming out of this, I'm like, who is he going to take on somebody in the United, uh, the undisputed kingdom? Now, I keep wanting to say United Kingdom, like they're the UK. 
Is it going to take somebody in the Undisputed Kingdom against Roderick Strong, against Wardlow? Again, I don't know. That could work, but yeah, I'm kind of interested in that. I don't. I think they might be teasing a six man with him in the guns against the Undisputed Kingdom. Maybe uh, eight. I don't. I really don't know. But yeah, I think coming out of this, uh, he needs to be in the main event scene, Denise. Like what he did in the Continental Classic and what he did coming off that match with MJF. I think he showed where he needs to be positioned. Yeah, I agree with that. I've I've been expecting a lot more for him. But anyways, I just don't think that Wardlow is going to get the title. I don't think that him and Adam Cole are ever going to have a moment where they be either of them become champions. I just feel like you don't right think Adam now, Cole either. Not 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 this year anymore. I thought oh. it last year. I don't see it happening this year. Whoa. I think that this year, because I'm thinking in terms of okay. Who's the person, and we're going to talk a lot more about this person later, but who's the person that made like at least five mentions? I, I might have lost count. I don't know how many mentions, but made multiple mentions of going for the AEW World Championship. That was Swerve. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he is going to be the one to defeat Samoa Joe and become champion. And then after that, he's going to be doing his thing. By then, I'm I'm expecting that Will Ospreay is going to be champion by 2024. If he's not, I'm going to be like, Tony, what are you doing, man? How is Will Ospreay not a champion right now? Like, let's freaking go. I need to see Will Ospreay as a champion. And so I'm looking at that, and I'm going, that's it. Those are my two champions for the year. That's all I I've got. mean, with time, Denise, yeah, you're making some valid points. Like, when would Adam Cole even have the opportunity to do that? Like you said, I'm right following along with your saying Samoa Joe to uh, Swerve to Will Ospreay. Like, that feels like the perfect transition. Ospreay and Swerve need to be champions at some point here. And, like, where does Adam Cole fall in that? Where does MJF fall when he does whatever he does? Like, there's a lot of questions kind of to be answered. And if we're talking totem pole and falling, Adam Cole is not in the top three for me for next AEW World Champion. So, No, no. For me, it's, it's Swerve, it's Will Ospreay. And if I were to throw in another name, I don't really have another one right mm -hmm. now. That's it. That's really it. Of course, Jay White's somebody that I would like to see as champion. Brian Danielson? Brian Danielson. I've given up on that, man. I've given up on that. <laughs> okay, I've been wanting fair. to see Brian Danielson hold gold in AEW, but it doesn't seem like he wants to. So it seems like I'm almost given up on that. Although yeah. I feel like he needs to be before this is all like over and done with. Right, at least one little run a month or two or something just to be like, all right, we had an AEW World Champion, Brian Danielson, before he's gone, just to put it on the record, and because it's Brian Danielson. But yeah, I just feel like he doesn't care so much. Just care, Brian. Just one more. Just one more. <laughs> Stephen Marchuli says, will Paige be the Bret Hart to Swerve's Austin? Not comparing, just Austin Hart, double turn. Ah, what do you think, Reg? Hmm. I'm liking it. Yeah, the comparisons are, they're hitting up pretty hard, I think. I like this one. Juan Ortega says, Timeless Tony and Matt May. Mariah's debut was great. We have Shanika here who says, still catching my breath from that show. The two hours absolutely flew by. Uh, Shanika's very right. I, I tend to, I know when I'm getting bored with the show, if I start looking at the clock and I go, God damn, we still got this much time left. I don't think <laughs> I looked at the clock once today. We got I know when it's like that, when you send me a text in the middle of the show and you didn't send me a text and I'm like, oh, Denise didn't text me. We're <laughs> off to a good, that's a good sign if Denise didn't say anything. Wait, so if I don't text you, you know that I'm actually paying attention? Yes, if you're texting, I'm like, oh, Denise is bored. Anytime she starts, I'm like, oh, Denise is sending texts. We know what's going on over there. <laughs> 
<laughs> Crapple Geekery says, what would Dr. Umar say, Reg? Come on, man. Who's Dr. Umar? <laughs> Who's Dr. Umar? Let's forget it, Denise. Is he a real doctor? Is this a character? Is this a rapper? He's a, he's a character for sure, but he's not a real doctor. It's just... All right. No idea. All right. Well, thank you so much to Grapple Geekery. We got Jordan Amos who says, what a start to the year. Only issue tonight. What did what did those guys do to earn that four-way spot? Brody beat Eddie in the Continental Classic. Give him a shot. Man, I was just so excited to see Vikingo that I didn't even, I didn't even think about this. But Jordan's got a point here. You didn't know who else was in the match. Huh? Yeah, no, I don't know. It's like, I kind of felt like the way that they set it up, because it was like, they were talking about Trent being going for the TNT championship. And I'm like, then why is he here if he was just getting an opportunity for the TNT championship? It seemed a little convoluted, but Brian Keith was there, so I didn't care. Sheldon Jackson. I like how you're like, Brian Keith was there. I didn't care. And me, Vikingo was there. I didn't care. <laughs> so is that what we do? We just disregard storytelling and everything once our favorites are involved? Sometimes. Not all the time. <laughs> I, I might look the other way. Yeah. Sheldon Jackson says, I'm afraid if Denise twerks, she'll destroy her entire back. Damn. I'm just looking out here like brittle bones. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to hear <laughs> Grapple Geekery says, <laughs> Adam Cole is my scumbag. Shades of NXT Cole to It's going to be eye. like, you know, in the Mortal Kombat where they have the fatalities and it shows like them breaking the back. It's going to be your, bra your back trying to twerk. <laughs> <laughs> I would never twerk. Are you kidding me? Well, Don't twerk, Denise. <laughs> don't try this at home do not twerk at home ladies and gents seriously will chisholm yeah. says how do you start a faction and already tease tease wardlow the big dummy of the group <laughs> do Man. we know what that means he's getting turned on denise why well, do they keep doing Wardlow like this that means like they're gonna turn on him like oh why? okay i meant turned i thought i understood no, turned not on the other <laughs> reference i was like wait i didn't no. see wardlow getting turned on <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like turn on, they turn on him, you freak. Yeah, I don't know why they keep doing it. My mind lives in the gutter. I was like, what? I thought y'all understood something different than I did watching AEW. <laughs> they do be thirsting for Wardlow, though. That is a thing. Like Wardlow could be the star of one of those, like those horny graphic novels. Like he would be on the cover of one. And like this kind of the situation they're des describing it here. He's like the big dumb guy, but he's all buff and hot, so it doesn't matter. I don't so, know how we got here. Let's please move on. <laughs> so you think he's turning on he's turning on them or they're turning on him. It's clear that he might turn on them. If not, what's the saving grace for Wardlow? What does he accomplish by just being like Wilchism says, the big dummy of the group? Yeah, if they turn on him, it makes him look really bad, right? He's there, they use him, and then they beat him up. Like he has to turn on them for him to look like something out of this. It, exactly that could be that's what i'm saying that might be his only saving grace is if he turns on them and all of a sudden he's like i played you guys made them look like goofs and then all of a sudden people are like wow we're actually care about wardlow again will you denise i'll try i'll give it an <laughs> honest chance nice college the hair try. is winning me over the hair is working the hair is working for me man he's got a good head of hair but hair hey man reg Good hair like that. It's rare these days. All right. Yeah, okay. John Deller says giving up the title is unbelievable. We got Will Chisholm who says Reg is right. They ran from the gun. Lub. 
Sheldon Jackson says, also, I think Undisputed Kingdom ran because they left their manhood in the First Lady Maria's purse. <laughs> Maybe next week they'll get them back. Oh, this is not a good start for the United Kingdom. Telling you. Yes, boy says, I don't smoke, but I needed a cigarette after that to catch the Derby match. It was phenomenal. Blaka says, was hoping Cold Tide Max being a free agent into his justification, saying he did it to save AEW from Max, leaving with the title. Disappointed. Dude, I wouldn't have hated that. That would have been pretty good. I like that idea a lot because, like, it's something that we all know. It's like a thing Max been pitching this max 2024 thing like that would have been a good way to tie it around i guess they could still tie it around yeah i, I agree i think hopefully next week it goes a little bit better for them there's just a little bit of a rough start hey um reg i have a question for you yes do you know what you call a cow's little thingy thingies that hang from the belly where you milk and the milk the cow the thing comes out teats ah you're not far off actually but did you know they were called udders like, did you know this? No, I just said, aren't they called teats? But you'd never heard the word udders before, right? No, I don't know what udders is. What oh, is thank that? God. Yesterday, I found out that udders is the name for that. And I did not know. And I thought the chat was trolling me, but it's like a legit thing. They're called udders. Udders? Yeah, right? I know. What do you mean udders? Like, those are the things. The little, the, the little squeeze things. the milk out of? <laughs> yes. They're, they're called, called udders? They're called udders. I know. I'm telling you, I was shook. Amir F says, Joe over Swerve over Osprey over Kenny over Takeshita. Or are we, th oh, no, no, no way. I read oh, that wrong. No, to Swerve to Osprey. Amir, yeah, yeah. Amir just said the order of which they predict the titles to go from. So they're expecting yeah. Swerve to defeat Samoa Joe. Will Osprey to defeat Swerve? Kenny to defeat Osprey and Takeshita to defeat Kenny. I don't hate this. That's a sick lineup right there. If Kenny is in the mix at all throughout the year, that's going to throw a wrench into the plan. So I'm hoping so, you know. Sheldon Jackson says Denise misses Lou because she keeps saying United. Did I say United Kingdom instead of the Undisputed times. Kingdom? Yeah. I thought you said it. I said it. I did too, both of us. <laughs> Fuck it. They're just the United Kingdom now. <laughs> The undisputed kingdom. <laughs> yes. My bad. Mm -hmm. My bad, everybody. My bad. Right. I swear to God, this doesn't happen often. Actually, yes, it does. Yeah, All okay. right. So mm. let's get into what went down here with the women's division, because yeah. I think that, you know, the women's division, we've we've spent a lot of time with people asking us what we how we felt about the women's division. There's been a lot of criticism. God, we've spent so many podcasts talking about God, you name it, Soraya, Brett Baker, all of these things that have gone down with the women's division. But now it's looking like things are starting to look pretty good. Yeah. So we, before we get into the Deanna Perrazzo stuff, Mariah May, she had her in-ring debut match today at Dynamite. And it was with Queen Amanita. And she, oh my God, can we please take a second and talk about those drop kicks? Because mm -hmm. they were awesome. Yeah, I thought this match was awesome. Queen Aminata is a talent that uh, has been on the come up for a few years. I think she was primed to have a breakout year last year, but she had an injury that kind of kept her out and some personal things that kept her out. But she's a tremendous talent. I thought she was a great choice for Mariah May's first match. Mariah May showed 
exactly what I thought she needed to show. It's been some buildup. They didn't bring her in and immediately put her in the match. They had her with Tony Storm. So there's like people like didn't really know what to expect. If you've never seen her before this, you're like, well, what kind of wrestler she is? I thought she showed today those drop kicks were really hard. Um, I thought that a lot of her strikes and suplexes were strong. Queen Aminata with them slaps, Denise. Oh my God, like four slaps in a row that sounded hard as hell. Really strong forearms. I thought this was, uh, we don't see a lot of women's matches like this off the bat. Like showcase matches are usually the the wrestler that's on display getting their shine, maybe against an enhancement talent. They beat them up, do their finisher, and they're out of here. This was a kind of a showcase for both women's wrestlers. And I thought this into what happened immediately after the match showed how strongly they're trying to put focus on the women's division going into 2024. If we're starting off like this, Denise, wow, like this is a really good way, especially with this little elephant that's in the room. Just, I think there's over there. Maybe there's an elephant in your room back there. I see it. So, you know, Yes. So when it comes to Mariah May, uh, she did phenomenal. Like I just thought that the way that she moves her body, the way that she lays things in, it is very, very believable when you watch her wrestle. Mm -hmm. And so just based off of what she did with Queen Aminata, I haven't, by the way, this was like the first match I've ever seen of Queen Aminata. Like if she had another match, I never saw it. Or yeah. maybe I just don't even remember it. Was there another mm-hmm. time when she was on Dynamite by any chance that I don't remember? Uh, I think. Or was she mostly is... doing like dark matches? Yeah, she did dark before like the injuries and stuff. And she's been on ROH a few times, but I don't think she's had any like real Dynamite matches. Okay, then this was yeah. definitely the first time I saw her. And mm-hmm. I thought like at first I was like, okay, well, I don't really know what to expect. And I didn't know if this was going to be like a quick squash. And I just thought that they kind of just threw her in there, right? But I thought she was, like you said, a pretty damn good opponent for her, a challenger, because she was able to help show to, to let Mariah May show what she's supposed to do, because this was supposed to be just all about Mariah May. And yep. the fact that I saw Queen Aminata was trending on Twitter, the mm-hmm. fact that she was able to like get over with the fans simply by going in and doing her job to help Mariah May get over, I thought that was something to be proud of. But Mariah May, man, she is the whole freaking package. She went out there. She's been good on like the character side of things that we've seen previously with her and Tony Storm. She comes across as funny in a non-annoying way um she is she's got a great look i don't think i need to tell the people that she's been smart on her social media last week yeah. i think it was last week my whole entire page and i ended up just going to her profile and reading all of these was she was quote retweeting thirsty tweets towards her and i don't know if these were serious i don't know if people were just doing it so that she could get retweeted so that they can get retweeted but goddamn, some people were coming up with some stuff where i thought holy jesus but mariah may was smart because you know what she did she got people talking about her and i was looking at that and i was just laughing my ass off seeing all of the thirsty comments that she was getting and her little responses to that and so i think that she had some pretty good social media engagement that day that's for sure and so i think she's smart in that sense in terms of getting some buzz for herself on social media because that's very important and then um the other thing that i was going to say was she she just seems confident and i yep. really truly believe that i think she's going to skyrocket a lot faster on AEW than mm-hmm. people probably anticipated for her to do so 
yeah, Denise, uh, I think I don't think people realize how important that little quality is. Confidence being in a big spot like this. I mean, this is the first dynamite of the year. There's a lot of buzz around this episode. And, you know, some people wrestle in Japan. They have these moments, but like coming to American television, there's the cameras, there's the lights, there's the scripts, there's all the crazy backstage stuff. It's a lot of pressure. And to be able to be comfortable, confident, and execute like she did, I think shows that they're going to have a really big future in her. And just like knowing the roster of women they're about to have present and women you could put in big spots like that and they're going to execute, I think is a big, big plus for the women's division's future. So you just said it right now, the AW women's division is looking pretty like it's starting to cook. So I was already excited about Mariah May. I was going to yeah. call it a day and be like, all right, what's next? But then we ended up getting Deanna Perrazzo. And she comes out, announces that she's all elites. This is in her hometown of New Jersey. Yeah. And she has this confrontation with Mariah May where she tells Mariah May, hey, I'm tell Tony Storm I'm looking for her. And basically alluding that she's coming for the AEW Women's World Championship. And then Mariah May tells her, I'm not a messenger. So tell her yourself, <laughs> bitch. I loved it. This was great. Um, Deanna Perazzo, a lot of people know Deanna because of what she was able to do in Impact Wrestling. She really became the face of Impact Wrestling for a good period of time. Multiple time knockout champion, uh, has been known to have some really great matches. I'm One of my favorites for her was her feud with Mickey James. Loved what they did there, but she's done so freaking much since her days from being released from WWE to say, you know what? You shouldn't have done that. I'm great. Uh, and she's proven herself uh, over and over. I think she's a phenomenal wrestler. And I really do think that she's about to bring the uh, she's about to level up the in-ring portion of the AEW women's division. Your thoughts. Yeah, Denise, talk about a big money, no pun intended, player here going on with Deanna Praza. I think that what she did in Impact Wrestling uh, goes a little bit unnoticed because people aren't so in tune with Impact, but she had a run as the Knockouts champion for a long time and she was dominant and all the defenses were amazing and she carried that division when uh, things weren't as bright as they should be. I think she's so... Uh, she's such a main event level talent. Like she could immediately be thrown in with Tony. Like I think they're doing and it's believable because we know her pedigree. We know her background. We know what she can do. But I think most importantly, like you said, the in ring that she brings just ups the ante for everybody. If that's competition for the, the, the locker room, then that's just going to make everybody else go harder because she's about to come in and show that she's not just a regular wrestler on this roster, that she's here to be the best, not just women's wrestler, Denise, the best wrestler in the company. And, you know, the, her ethics, her morals, everything she kind of stands behind, uh, I think is going to come out in this company. This is a big signing a big name and a big addition for this uh, division. She's going to help in the ring backstage. Just her presence, I think is really big. All right. So Mariah May, mm -hmm. Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah. And what was it last week where we were sitting here talking about, or rather on social media and reports and all of these things that were coming out surrounding Mercedes Monet. Oops. Now Mercedes might've heard of her. Mercedes, you know, formerly known as Sasha Banks, who's literally we're constantly talking about all the time. Mercedes. So 
She is apparently no longer in talks with WWE. People are expecting her to go to AEW. That's very exciting. I feel like, God, Reg, like you and I sat here and talked about it. Mercedes coming to AEW like a long ass time ago. And we talked mm. about the pros of that. But here's the thing, though. That was even before when Mariah May, I think she had already came into the company, but we hadn't seen much of her just yet. But this was before Deanna Perrazzo. This was before really getting to see Mariah May in ring, in ring stuff. It really feels like this is the perfect timing in terms of the women that they're starting to bring in and what Mercedes can do for this division. But what are your thoughts on what and we know so far? Denise, you didn't mention the great video package we just had a few days ago with Serena Deep, how amazing that was. Serena Deep's coming back. Our girl, the best, one of the coolest in the world, Thunder Rosa just came back. Like this women's division is starting to kick off pretty hot. And if Mercedes Monet is the cherry on top of this, we're in for a wild ride. That's like major players, all that could be positioned in the main event, all that could be main eventing pay-per-views and dynamites and collisions, uh, big money players that I think are going to change the perception of this. You know, they keep saying, Denise, like, would Mercedes sign here because of kind of what they do with the women's division and how they handle it? They put them in the death slot. There's all these things, backstage rumors and all this. I think if this is the pitch to get her, like, they're throwing a hell of a pitch. Am I right? Definitely. And I've said this before. I said this when I was saying why I wanted Mercedes to go to AEW. I've been wanting her to go to AEW because she will be the one that forces change. Yeah. She is a star. And not only, and I know some people are afraid that everything's just going to be Mercedes and we're never going to see any of the other women. I truly hope that that's not the case in the sense that you have Mercedes doing her thing and then you have an additional storyline with the women, uh, with some other women doing their things, you know, like your top mm -hmm. stories, your uh, your middle stories, whatever it is that you want to think of. Um, I feel like this is going to be a big year. This is like this, this year is the chance for AEW to change things around, to change the perspective of the AEW women's division. If they don't do it this year, I'm out in terms of hopes for that. I'm, I'm just going to be like, guys, it is what it is. I'm going to give up on hope. <laughs> all right. If this is the year, because you cannot fumble with Mercedes, you cannot fumble mm. with Deanna. Mm. Uh, you got so much potential there with Mariah May. And we're just talking about those three people. We got Tony Storm who's doing some of the best character ever. We got Hikaru Shida, who's <laughs> always freaking hustling. Girl shows up to work and will wrestle anybody and gives everybody like their best match on AEW. And then on top of that, you got your, uh, your younger gals that are up and coming and doing their thing. Julia, mm -hmm. Sky, yep. Willow. Willow. Mm -hmm. We got Athena on the Ring of Honor side of things. Trish. I mean, it's exactly. It's mm -hmm. starting to be a buffet of different competitors here. Yeah, it's really beautiful to see. It's like these all, it's a diverse uh, amount of women. They're all at different levels, but they're all really good at what they do. And they all bring something different. I think it's really exciting for the future. I think so, too. So that's definitely something to be excited about. We got Joseph Molina, who says, I'm utterly shocked. <laughs> Will Chisholm says, watching the women's matches, my daughter said I thought she was in NXT. She thought Mariah was Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> I mean, they, they do look alike. You know, they're both uh, absolutely gorgeous, breathtaking, and talented in their own right. Mm -hmm. Alexander Fitzgerald says this should be a great year for the women's division. Diana, maybe Mercedes, a returning Serena Deeb, 
Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, oh yeah, and Ty Mello, let's effing go. Dude, like Britt Baker, I don't I don't know when we're going to see her back, but when she's come back, she's got some competition. Before, when people used to name the top woman in AEW, everyone would say Britt Baker. Now, everyone's answer is going to be just a little bit different. Yeah, she's not the top dog in the women's division anymore. She's going to have to fight for that top spot, and she's going to have to fight like seven different women, Denise, and that. And those seven women are like world-class champions, so it's going to be tough for her. But, I mean, honestly, that should be fun for her. She got, That means she got seven or eight new competitors that she can lock it up with and up her game and up the division. So I think it's good for her. Hey, iron sharpens iron. People say it all the time. NV, yep. the engineer says, shout out to Mikey Ruckus. Undisputed Kingdom theme was fire, but Deanna was great. You can hear the strings and synths in the background. Yeah. And as an engineer, I loved it. She's a star and great for AEW. I don't know the ins and outs of music like that, but thank you so much for pointing that out because I feel like that's a, you know, from someone that doesn't know about that stuff, I feel like it's nice to know from someone who does. Especially with the amount of time that Ruckus takes to put together these things. I'm sure he probably either put it together today or like yesterday. So it's like for him to do what he does in the short amount of time is incredible. And he knocks it out of the park every time. So shout out to Ruckus. I know that's so hard. Like trying to like knock it out of the park every single time and having to match people's personalities and gimmicks. That's kind of hard because you can't be one dimensional. If you're in a job like what Mikey's Mikey has, you can't be one dimensional. Like you have to be able to pull all of these little tricks out of your music making bag. And he does it. And imagine, Denise, somebody's like, all right, you got two hours. Make a theme for this person. You don't you've never seen them in your life. You I'd got quit. two hours. <laughs> Reg, I would quit. I wouldn't survive in that job. I would quit. Yeah. So that's why what he does is amazing. <laughs> I'd be like, panic attack, done. <laughs> Going home, finished. <laughs> Grapple Geekery says, between not knowing cor- corn husk and udders, we can tell you folks aren't from the country, can't we? Right, yeah. We need a Team Danuke-style cultural exchange. Y'all still, Reg is right. They are also called teats. I hate that. I've said this on the NXT Post Show. I frigid hate that word. What? Um, the T word. I hate it. Teats. I've already said it like three times on this podcast, but I hate it. It like what? irks my skin every What's wrong single with time. Teats? Everybody loves teats. It just makes me feel like, you know, when you scratch your uh, nails on the chalkboard, teats. that's yeah, how I feel when I hear you. that word. I'm just but like, everybody mm-hmm. loves teeties. Well, Te- it's you different know, like, when you say, uh, yeah, but we you got to say like the other way, you know, not, the other oh, way. not like this teats. way. Okay, I'm done. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. But yeah, we're definitely not uh, from the country. <laughs> no, yeah, we don't know nothing about that. No. Um, did you see that Mickey James posted this post? Um, because Fallon Henley is gonna be the ranch hand for sorry, Tiffany Stratton is gonna be the ranch hand for Fallon Henley. So Mickey James, she runs a, a she has a farm and she posted all the things that she needs done. And I was reading the things that she posted and I was like, I don't even know what any of that stuff is. Yeah, me neither. Save a horse ride a cowboy. I have no idea. Papa Papa Bengals says, greetings, California Connection. So do you think that they will have women's tag team championships now too? I don't feel, I'm going to say no. I think they have enough championships. Yeah, Phil and I have been asked this a couple of times on Ask Rhapsody and we stand behind like, you got to build that division first. You can't just bring out the championships because they have a bunch of women that could potentially do it. We still don't really have a bunch of women's tag teams. So I don't think it'll fit. If they build them, and we have some established ones like 
uh, they could put a couple of these women together. It could work, but they got to do that work first. Because then we're going to run into the same issue that WWE ran into. Point blank. So I'm going to say no until if we have, you know what? I'm going to give them, if we, if they develop five, Mm -hmm. five women's tag teams, legit five women's tag teams, then okay. Yeah. But we that's hard. Tag teams right yeah, now. building up five tag teams takes some time. I don't time. want women's tag team championships with two teams. Yeah, it doesn't work because they're just going to trade them back and forth because WWE still kind of has that problem. They're getting a little bit better, but it's like you got to have some established teams that we care if they win. And you can't just do this makeshift team shit that they do with the regular tag team division. So we have to like make sure it's established first. Broadway Joe says the talent is there for the women's division, but tonight was a glowing example. The women were all in the same 10 minutes, never mentioned again. So I do think that is obviously something we've talked about multiple times, right? Where you want to have multiple segments, you want to have multiple matches as something more than just like the one little portion of the show. But given that because today's show, the way that it went, I feel like with Deanna coming in, like that was huge. And the match itself, you got at least two big segments there. Yeah, I think you just kind of have to, you got to take the good things. Like some, yeah, of course, like that that is a reason why there's still process that needs to be made. It's baby steps, but like, this is some good work that happened here. A really great match, a really great signing. I think we just got to take the W for that one. Crazy one-on-one says, I think they should introduce women's tag titles. So I know we said that we're not on board, but crazy one-on-one is. The dead man says, AEW storylines are a cluster F of... (laughs) Man, Paul out here getting me to make all the curse words here. Uh, Basically saying it's a cluster F of effery. Mm -hmm. Curse words. Yeah, a bunch of curse words. But you know what? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jakeinator722 says, Happy uh, New Year's, Denise and Reg. Busy night of wrestling for me. Love Dynamite, then Wrestle Kingdom live in a few hours. Excited for Danielson versus Okada. Uh, I, Dude, I mean, damn. Two of the best wrestlers. (laughs) Fridge, yes. Uh, Delayed Grat says, Did you see the guy with the WWE is fake sign? I didn't. Did you? I didn't either. I went online and I was, uh, you know, tweeting and stuff and people were talking about there being a sign, but I didn't see it. Oh, man. Usually I'm pretty good with that stuff. Like I will find, um, you know, the the odd signs in the Mm -hmm. crowd or something, but I didn't see that one at all. All right. So. I want to go ahead and get into the closing of the show because that was another really big topic that we got. And the closing of the show was the match between Swerve Strickland and Daniel Garcia. A fun matchup. Very fun. Unfortunately, there was that one botch that someone mentioned earlier where it was Daniel Garcia trying to do a sharpshooter on Swerve on the top of the commentary table. But unfortunately, I don't know who slipped. I don't know. They both just went down. Uh, There was a slippery issue. And um, that was like the only little moment that didn't go as planned. But the rest of the match was fine. And um, but the big thing I would say coming off of this. Not only did we get a little dance off, that was fun. Prince Nana low blows Daniel Garcia after he loses. But the big thing, in my opinion, was Hangman Adam Page coming back and being straight into the face of Swerve Strickland. And these two not even having to say anything because everything's been said. And just like, bam, just they just start brawling. They just start freaking going at it. Reg, how did it feel to see these two guys in the ring together once again? I thought it uh, just the face off them two and how the crowd reacts to them just facing off the energy surrounding them. It feels special, Denise, like 
um, you know, wrestling is built upon these type of feuds. It's built upon two people that hate each other and they might do this forever until one of the other one's dead. And so <laughs> this feels like that. Anytime these two guys see each other, they sat there for a minute. Remember, Hangman remembered this fool breaking into his house, trying to kill him with the cinder block and choking him over the ropes and said, this is forever, dude. I want to fight you. I'm going to kill you until I get to Samoa Joe. I love this energy here. I love the ending of this show. With the botch, people have been funny. That word, first of all, we should probably throw it out. Wrestlers don't like that shit if you're not a wrestler, blah, blah, blah. I probably shouldn't say that. I had a, uh, Mike and I had an interview earlier with Effie today, and he brought up a really good point. He said, going into 2024, right now, wrestling is at a place where Everything is super clean. It's it's booked like a damn TV show, a movie scene or whatever, whatever. Everybody hits their marks. Their music is right. They know when to hit their finishers. They know where to look at the camera. They know it, like it, wrestling is perfect. It's like like everybody knows everything. Sometimes we need a little bit of grittiness in there to throw it off. And I thought that this spot on the table out on the outside daniel garcia trying to lock him into a sharpshooter on this little table where his feet barely feet i thought the way that they just collide it was like chaos i thought it kind of added to the match i think we need to get to a point where it's like some people are probably think that same thing oh there was a botch so that takes away from the match no it adds on to the match because if they were going into some chaos daniel garcia is trying to kill this guy we need a little bit of greediness it shouldn't be 100 every spot is hit perfectly as it is because that's not how a real fight works a real fight's kind of dirty it's kind of gritty some of this shit is fancy i'm a person that likes spot foo, I do want to see some flips. That's how it happens. But sometimes, like, uh, Bakingo's going to slip off the ropes. Sometimes some guy's not going to get caught. Sometimes you're going to try to do a sharp sharpshooter and fall off the table. That's just how it is. I think you made some really strong points there, Reg, because like you said, in a real fight, chances are if we're seeing some two guys go at it in the bar, they ain't going to be technically sound out here looking like Zack Sabre Jr. or Bakingo. <laughs> like posing at the end. <laughs> No, no, they're, they're going like, to be like, kill each other. Right there, yeah. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a lot but of people great agreeing match. with great, you, Reg. Great everything. I love People this. are saying you're speaking facts. And uh, also somebody else saying that uh, they also thought that it looked good uh, adding to the actual portion of the entire matchup. So there you go. There you go. All right. We got a couple more things to get into that we haven't talked about on this show. And I want to talk about that Kenoshige Takeshita Darby Allen oh match because God. that was my favorite match of the night, Reg. Yeah. I mean, Darby is just one. What is your favorite word, Reg? Nasty. He's just <laughs> nasty. Um, dude, he did, you know, you know, Darby's dives always look like he's being shot out of a freaking cannon. So he does his dive, but he meets this beautiful, hard-hitting knee from Kanoshke, and it just goes straight into his face face man uh we see code red from darby we see him do a coffin drop on the outside coffin drop in the ring where eventually Takeshita gets his knees up i mean this was a brutal one but Takeshita gets his victory uh what'd you make of it denise yeah i think this was also my match of the night too at one point Takeshita did a top rope german suplex usually when wrestlers do top rope german suplex the person receiving the top rope german suplex you do like a flip they did a couple of these in the regular in the ring where Takeshita would hit him with the German suplex and Darby would flip all the way over like a moonsault onto his belly. Usually when people do the top rope moon, uh, top rope German suplex, that's how the person lands. 
they did it like a regular German suplex in the ring. At the end, Takeshita tried to bridge. I'm like, what is going on here? This is insane. They did the rolling one on the outside on the ramp. He was trying to kill Takeshita the whole... I mean, he was trying to kill Darby Allen the whole time. I thought Takeshita looked like a monster. He looks like the person that we expect that person to be. Anytime we groan why Takeshita isn't on the show, it's because he can do this. He has so much charisma. The way that he strikes, the way that he paces his matches, the knees that he hit Darby Allen with, I thought that this match was brutal. It shows the bumps that Darby Allen takes, um, the heart that he has, the passion. This was like, they announced this match and everybody was like, this match is going to be awesome, but it was even better than we all expected. Those two guys, the future of what AEW represents, just doing what they do best. I loved it a lot. I agree with you, man. My favorite match of the night. I thought it was wonderful uh, getting to see these guys who are very different in the ring. Uh, their styles are so different, yet it came together so very nicely and very, very fun. Heel Hammer says, undisputed coleslaw, baby. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Another match that was very good was Orange Cassidy versus Dante Martin. Of course, Orange Cassidy retaining his AW International Championship. And then we saw the return of Private Party. Uh, what do you think, Reg? Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really fun match. Dante Martin really looks different. Every time I see him, I'm like, he really bulked up in his uh, in his time off with his broken leg. He wasn't sitting, waiting, letting it heal. He came back as a big buff boy, looking great. Uh, really fun match, I thought. Orange Cassidy has been doing really great defenses. I think that they need to ramp this up even more now that the Continental Classic is gone. Um the beat, the meat and bones of this, I think, was the return of Private Party. I've been waiting for Mark Quinn to come back from injury for so long. When AEW debuted, the first thing that I loved about this company was the rise of Private Party and the stuff that they did with the Young Bucks. And I thought that they were destined to be five-time AEW World Tag Team Champions by now. It's a new day. We're here. They made their proclamation, Denise. And I hope that in the future, they are the champions. As how we're talking about the AEW women's division, I think the tag division is right on that same lines with all these returns. I love that part of it. Private parties back. Top fight is here. Um, two tag teams that I love. So, yeah, all great stuff for me. The proclamations were definitely made on tonight's show for sure. Mm. All right, Christian Cage, he goes out there. He's with Shayna. He's with Nick. Shayna's out there. You know, she gets a lot of heat, man. She's a heat magnet on there. Uh, what did you think of what they did here tonight? I thought that she, I don't know if she'd been working on her promos or something, but she had some really good heel conversations. How like, dare you boo yeah. a mother? I'm saying. Be, I think that's her catchphrase. That is her catchphrase. She looked great while doing it. Great conversation. I didn't really understand what she was. I was just like, yo. Shayna Wayne, this is really cool. She was out there doing her thing, talking like uh, she was ready for this. It's kind of cool. Nick Wayne's just sitting there letting his mom get her shit off. I thought this was all great. Really fun stuff. Yeah, it was fun. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Christian Cage is still champion because I was a fan of that. But there was another match that we haven't. Wait, did we already talk about? And we mentioned it briefly. That's what it was. We mentioned it briefly, and it was the Vikingo uh, match with Brian mm -hmm. Keith and uh, Brian Cage and Trent Beretta. And this was to determine who the new number one contender was going to be for the Continental Crown, which that is Ed Kingston's. And the winner of this was Trent Beretta. And this was a fun one here. I know that both you and I decided to look the other way because you're rooting for Brian. I was rooting mm -hmm. for Vikingo, but what'd you think of this match? Um, this is all the elements for something that I love, Denise. All you have to do is put Brian Keith in there, put Vikingo in there, let uh, Brian Cage 
throw people around and let Trent Beretta kind of do what he does best. I thought the shenanigans were a little much with Dan Housen. I see what story they were trying to tell. I was hoping that uh, Brian Keith was going to get the victory. Felt like he was being set up for that. They didn't play his theme, though, so it's also a crime. If Brian Keith is going to have a match, play his theme, Will Washington. <laughs> Damn, calling people out, Reg. <laughs> that's not Will Washington's job. I'm just kidding. Everyone leave me alone. It's like, that's not in my job description, Reg. <laughs> Great match, though. I'm excited about Eddie Kingston. I thought he was really cool on commentary. Nice, nice. I, I It was a fun little matchup. I think yeah. I was expecting more of like these crazy moments, but yeah. it was fine. I think you're right when you said with the Dan Housen stuff kind of took a little bit of, uh, made us look a different direction when the appeal of the match was, like you said, to see Brian Cage throwing people around, to see Vikingo flying yeah. in the air. Like that was the appeal. Like that's why the people wanted to watch this match, but mm -hmm. we got a little bit more of like the outside shenanigans and whatnot. Right. We have a super chat here from Rafael Garcia who says, I've seen many a drop kicks in my day. And while I'm sure they all do, I've never felt a drop kick through the TV till tonight. Ice baths for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, man, a lot of good ones today. I was definitely putting over uh, Mariah May's drop kicks earlier today. I'm yep. assuming Rafael Garcia was probably talking about Mariah May. I would think so. The way that she almost kicked uh, Aminata through the ropes. Definitely. Two times. Mm -hmm. That I remember. Yeah, two times. Yep. It's good stuff, man. Uh, Rafael Garcia, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, All right, so we are pretty much done with AEW Dynamite. Is there anything that I didn't mention? I don't think so. I think that's all of it, yeah. All right, that was our show, everyone. But before we go, we still got so much um to kind of just like – this is going to be a big week here on the channel. I have been uploading so much freaking content, guys. Like, you don't even know. A new interview is with Claudio Castagnoli. That interview is about an hour long. And he just, like, gives so many great stories. Uh, it's so fun to just listen to his mind and how things work. Somebody who's been in the business for over 20-plus years. Mansoor, literally, one of my favorite... So I didn't tell you this, Reg, but my Mansoor interview and my Hikarashita interview are my two favorite interviews of 2023. Really? Um, yeah, I thought the Mansoor interview was so much freaking fun. He gave me so much good stuff in terms of stories and just really, really high energy. Uh, very informative. I think that one's a can't miss. Um, Mason D. Madden also did phenomenal, gave me some really good content to work with. Uh, just two guys that are really great storytellers and really great people to be interviewed and then of course will washington was on and he not only spoke about world's end but we also talked about his job how he's been doing he's uh you know been there for several months now how are things going for him he talks about all of that and uh, i also spoke to mackenzie mitchell there is so much freaking content on this channel guys i'm not even kidding you right now check it out and then for this week i will be here on Friday to talk about SmackDown. Saturday, I will be here to talk about Collision. And then Sunday, Reg and I are doing a bonus podcast. So the bonus podcast is going to be at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we are going to be breaking down the first week in pro wrestling. So we'll be talking about some top moments, some top matches. Uh, this is a bonus podcast. So if you guys want to tune in, please make sure to do so. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. But before we go, Reg, let the people know where they can find you. Uh, you can catch me uh, on uh, all your social medias at Righteous Reg. Um, today, like I told you, Mike and I on Indeed had an interview with Effie. Really fun stuff. Go check that out. Uh, every Wednesday, I'm here with when and 
in Wednesday, I'm here with Denise. I don't know how to talk anymore. I've been talking all day. Uh, Thursday, I'm on with Kate on the ROH Post Shows. Every Saturday, it's me and Philip Lindsay, Grab City Podcast. You know what time it is. And then, yeah, Sunday, I'm going to be here with Denise, and we're going to be talking about The Rock, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure we definitely <laughs> are. Alrighty, everybody. And as always, if you haven't already, go, please help leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Get us ranking higher so we can brag about it. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you so much. And uh, have an awesome start to your new year. Bye, everyone.